Our primary chapter for tonight is Isaiah 56 chapter. We're talking about God adding foreigners to his people, to his chosen people of Israel. Reading Isaiah 56 chapter, all nations will be part of God's people. The Lord says, be honest and fair. Soon I will come to save you. My saving power will be seen everywhere on earth. I will bless everyone who respects the Sabbath and refuses to do wrong. Foreigners who worship me must not say, the Lord won't let us be part of his people. Men who are unable to become fathers must no longer say, we are dried up trees. To them, I, the Lord, say, respect the Sabbath, obey me completely, and keep our agreement. Then I will set up monuments in my temple with your names written on them. This will be much better than having children because these monuments will stand there forever. Foreigners will follow me. They will love me and worship in my name. They will respect the Sabbath and keep our agreement. Then I will bring them to my holy mountain where they will celebrate in my house of worship. Their sacrifices and offerings will always be welcome on my altar. Then my house will be known as the house of worship for all nations. There is a saying that God does not change. Well, apparently he does change his mind. God said, I create light and darkness, happiness and sorrow. I, the Lord, do all this. Tell the heavens, send down justice like showers of rain. Prepare the earth for my saving power to sprout and produce justice that I, the Lord, create. Isaiah 45, 7 and 8 verses. When the Lord will have compassion on Jacob and again choose Israel and settle them in their own land, then strangers will join them and attach themselves to the house of Jacob. That's from Isaiah 14 and 1. We're going to talk about adding foreigners to his people. Under Mosaic law, a long list of people were not allowed to enter the assembly of the Lord. Among them were foreigners and eunuchs. Violations were punishable by death. You can look in Deuteronomy 23 for a listing of those. But now he tells us that all nations are welcomed. But as you heard me read in Isaiah 56, there are stipulations. God gave the Israelites specific instructions about treating foreigners and aliens with justice and fairness. The Israelites were to do them no wrong, nor were they to oppress them. He tells them, show your love for the alien, for you were aliens in the land of Egypt. Deuteronomy 10 and 19. His stipulations to the foreigners, those from the outside becoming one with God's people, is to take hold of God's covenant, keep the Sabbath and not profane it, to choose those things that please God, to serve him and love the name of the Lord. The third part of this is what God's promise. 
to the foreigners. His reward. I will bring them to my holy mountain, make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices shall be accepted upon my altar. My house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. This inclusion was perfected in Christ. The Gentiles are fellow heirs, fellow members of the body, and fellow partakers in the promise in Christ Jesus. Now there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for all of you are one in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 5 and 6 and Galatians 3 26. God changed his mind. Originally, under the Mosaic law, thus says the Lord God, no foreigners, uncircumcised in heart and uncircumcised in flesh, of all the foreigners who live among the sons of Israel, shall enter into my sanctuary. That's Ezekiel 44 and 9. But now he says, to all who have received him, those who believe in his name, he has given the right to become children of God. John 1, 12. To the foreigners, remember, you were at that time separated from Christ, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Now you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Now believing these things to be true, one must consider that yet today there are people pushing, in some cases violently, for separation. Several groups, each claiming they are God's chosen, the only true church of God. Church is denying rights of fellowship because of race and ethnic origin. Groups each claiming superiority and purity of race in the name of God. This brings us to the missing factor, the leaders of Israel. God has a lot to say to the leaders of Israel. Beginning in chapter 5 in Isaiah, verse 7. I am the Lord God all-powerful. Israel is the vineyard. And Judah is the garden I tended with care. I had hoped for honesty and justice, but dishonesty and cries of mercy were all I found. At your drinking parties, you have music of stringed instruments, tambourines, and flutes, yet you never even think about what the Lord has done. So his people know nothing about him. This is why many of you will be dragged off to foreign lands. The lies you tell are like ropes by which you drag on sin and evil. You are headed for trouble. You say wrong is right, dark is light, and bitter is sweet. You think you are clever and smart. You accept bribes to let the guilty free, and you cheat the innocent of a fair trial. Priests and prophets stumble. Because you are drunk, your minds are too confused. 
to receive God's messages, or to give honest decisions. Your tables are covered completely with vomit and filthiness. You drunken leaders are like babies. How can you possibly understand or teach the Lord's message? In Isaiah 30, verse 1 and 2, this is the Lord's message for his rebellious people. You follow your own plans instead of mine. You make treaties without asking me. You keep on sinning. You trust Egypt for protection. So you refuse my advice and you send messages to Egypt to beg their king for help. Really? What country was it that had Israel captive? To whom did Moses go and beg for Israel's freedom? So Israel turns to her captor for help? So here we stand. The priests and prophets are drunk liars, saying wrong is right, dark is light, bitter is sweet, thinking they are clever and smart, accepting bribes and doing evil deeds, making deals with the very country that enslaved Israel. They don't even think about God or his goodness. They are too confused to receive the word from God, let alone give the word to God's people. Therefore, his people don't know him. This explains why, after God has stretched forth his hands to include all nations, there remains confusion and hatred among the people of this world. When the Lord will have compassion on Jacob and again choose Israel and settle them in their own land, then strangers will join them and attach themselves to the house of Jacob. So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household. God says in Isaiah chapter 56, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. This is Evelyn Bowding. Thank you for joining me as we strive to seek better understanding of God's word. If you like what you hear, Please share the link with others or have them search Evelyn Bowden Podcasts online. I would love to hear from you. My email address is ewbowding at hotmail.com. That's E S and Eve, W S and Win, B S and Boy, O S and Orange, W S and Win, D S and Dog, E S and Eve, N as in Neighbor. Evelyn Bowding at hotmail.com. And you are welcome to call in doing live broadcasts at blogtalkradio.com. Our on-air call-in numbers, 563-999-3494. Thank you for joining me.